Novak Djokovic. Hi, you're listening to the Grandstand podcast of the pitch episode 5. You're joined with me Avinka and Abhishek. <laughs> and yes, you're not going to be hearing all three of us for another episode. It's always Avinka and Shavin and Kavinka and Abhishek, but it's never ever at least so far it's never been Avinka, Shavin and Abhishek as a grandstand but, podcast. But the important thing is there's a constant Kavinka and that's on the grandstand podcast. Is it really edit the episode so i guess i got to be there right abhishek yeah yeah you do everything coming up you know that <laughs> we are just we are just we are just you know extras on a set it's uh, been a while actually we couldn't have our episode last time out because of the lack of news and also because all three of us were not up for an episode but this time around my goodness me we have some tennis news with the Australian Open beginning and Novak Djokovic's saga and we have a lot of cricket news brought to you by Abhishek who has finished his exams so yeah <laughs> but let's get on it you're listening to the grandstand podcast hope you enjoy this one Novak Djokovic He has been captioned or rather quite funnily titled. Well, it's a story that has resonated across the sporting world, I should say. And the short story is that Novak Djokovic has been asked to leave Australia because of his unvaccinated status. Um, he has not received the vaccine and to many is a COVID denial, not COVID denial, but rather he is an anti-vaxer should say i think that's it's fair to say because he couldn't yeah that's the term because he did not reveal his vaccination status for a long time and it was just last week where after a series of developments he did confirm that he had not received the covid vaccine um and got yeah deported for that but it's rather better say that he left australia after the australian authorities asked him to leave so the story is that he did come to australia to get his 21st grand slam title and was denied access to the public and was rather sent to a detention center where they also housed a lot of detainees a lot of uh, illegal immigrants and he was there for a while and then a court case came up in which the court actually said that he could go free but then the australian immigration minister took matters into his own hands and used his powers to say no novak you cannot go because of this unvaccinated status and to be honest i don't know what a lot of other people feel out there and hey you can have your beliefs about vaccination you know whether you want to be vaccinated or unvaccinated all right but did the government of australia take the correct decision absolutely they stayed with their they stuck with their policies the policies of uh, not allowing foreigners to come in who are unvaccinated they always want a foreigner to be vaccinated against the covid-19 virus 
and it i guess went to prove that no matter what status you hold in society or the sporting world for that matter you will not be treated differently and djokovic wasn't treated differently djokovic was pictured wearing a mask he said he took all necessary precautions got a pcr test and all yeah um, but also not to mention that he did get covid once and uh, there were stories brewing, brewing up about something that he did in belgrade but oh yeah that, where he was that, he, he he appeared in an event without the mask uh, the day after he tested positive or something i don't know Uh, yeah, that, but yeah. but that's very that's just very foggy. This the whole story because okay. he says that he didn't do it, and a lot of other people say that he he did it while he was positive. So yeah. we obviously we we won't delve into unconfirmed stories. But yeah. what we can say now is that the 34 year old who is seeking his 21st Grand Slam title has been asked to leave Australia, and as yeah. of now. He is currently in Dubai, and will be heading to Belgrade in the coming hours. Ah, uh, speaking about tennis, we have to speak about uh, the Australian Open itself because the whole controversy is still being talked about. But yeah. we have to keep in mind that there is an Australian Open, a tennis Open, and that's the first ever Grand Slam for this year. Djokovic will not be appearing in it, which means that a lot of others. have the opportunity because they feel that the draw has been blown wide open so it's nadal uh, zverev tsitsipas medvedev those guys they have the advantage now that djokovic isn't playing because djokovic is the defending champion uh, yeah for sure but now it's going to be really interesting and on the women's side as well uh, radakano obviously she won the us open fresh yeah. after winning the us open a lot can happen so abhishek you you were asking so, me who would win yeah i was i was going to i would just ask that question because uh, you yeah. speak about that 21st grand slam title one man's loss is another man's gain there's another man Definitely. looking to win his 21st grand slam as well so Definitely. who do you think so i think I, i think sitsipas has a good chance oh, of yeah. winning i think he, he's he's on a roll mm. at the moment isn't he he <laughs> is so he really he played so well in the french open that was the last time i saw a proper a solid performance from him and in the women's side i would say naomi osaka you yeah, have yeah. to keep in mind that she did have her fair share of troubles in in the tennis court rather off the tennis court with the yeah. mental health issues and stuff like that she she had her problems and so um i think that she she might just get Her first taste of Grand Slam glory for this year. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. But we have other sports to talk about. We are going to take a step back from tennis. We'll update you on what happens next week uh, because the first week of Australian Open will be done, and then following week we'll have our winners. But Abhishek has a lot of cricket to talk about, especially yeah. Sri Lanka match, the Virat Kohli. Uh, decision to step down as captain uh the the ashes oh goodness me wow. if you're an england yeah. fan listening to this you might as well log off <laughs> but no yeah, no no don't log off <laughs> don't log off don't log off but uh listen to all the topics and we'll speak about the ashes at last no abhishek yeah sure uh so starting off with um, i mean with cricket i mean starting off with something at home sri lanka yeah. played zimbabwe yesterday 
and yeah. uh, it was a good victory, a solid chase, um, chasing uh, 297, if I'm not mistaken, to, for victory. Yeah. Um, I think brilliant performances again. Patu Misanka showing his talent. He's coming to the side as a youngster and really he's continuing the good form he showed in the T20 World Cup. Tari Tasalanka again, another batsman with so much potential. We've spoken about him quite a few times on the show itself. It's great that he's continuing his good form as well. And I think Dinesh Animal again showing his um, maturity and um, his experience as a senior. Um, from I mean, those who know me know that uh, I'm actually quite a fa- big fan of Dinesh Animal because I've, yeah. ever since he came to the scene, like he he seemed to be that guy for Sri Lanka. Like uh, Virat Kohli was for India, Steve Smith was for Australia, and so on. But a uh, lot of things happened. The next Mahela. Exactly, he used to be yeah. the next match winner. Uh, but unfortunately, things didn't go his way. A lot of things uh, like kind of uh, came as stumbling blocks. So at least now, I mean, he seems to be getting back to his old form. So I, uh, me personally, I think the whole country hopes that he can continue this good form. And uh, it's an important win for Sri Lanka because um, uh, if you all are not aware, I'm pretty sure most of you are, like all these ODI games that are being played now, they are part of the uh, ICC ODI uh, Super League, which is the qualification process for the 2023 World Cup in India. And right now, Sri Lanka, uh, I mean, we are in an okay position, if I'm not mistaken. We are fifth or sixth, but uh, we have lost 10 games already. And uh, we this is just our fifth win. So it's important that we rack up these points. I think the bare minimum for this series is we have to win 3-0 because we need the points. Uh, because um, it's only the top eight teams that qualify directly for the World Cup. Actually, top seven plus India because, mm-hmm. they, host, uh, because they are the hosts. And the rest, again, will go to qualifiers. And if Sri Lanka have to go through the qualifiers again, uh, again, it'll be you know another tedious task of again trying to qualify for another World Cup. Sri Lanka had to go. Th- Sri Lanka had went through it last year with the T20 World Cup. Again, unfortunately, they had to go through it this year with the T20 World Cup. So I think it would be better if Sri Lanka find the momentum. They are playing some good cricket at the moment. It's important that they continue this good form. And I think Tasun Shanaka again showing his uh, showing great skill as a captain. And uh, things are looking good, but you know it's important that uh, the team continues this good form. It was uh, yeah, so some positives from Sri Lanka. Hopefully, yeah. you know, we can have a 3 nil whitewash. It's the bare minimum, I feel. Great. Now we're going to get like 2 nil, 2 2 1. Yeah, sure. yeah, we're gonna sorry, lose. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I probably just cursed our team. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I really well done, obviously. Yes. I mean, Sri Lanka has had so much bad luck recently. I hope that the grass anchors feel sorry for them and like, ah, no, it's fine. You know, negative, <laughs> negative, <laughs> negative is, is positive. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yes, that's yeah. so true. Virat Kohli decided to step down as captain, and it ended this whole saga with the captaincy, which has been a massive dilemma for India uh, post T20 World Cup because it started. It's with happy for him. Yeah, it is. Would you say that is a like it uh, takes a lot of I don't know like sure. unwanted pressure yeah. of him? Hundred percent. He he would feel like that. I would say no. Yeah. But I think uh, for me personally, and I think a lot of people would have felt that as well. I believe I can't be certain, but what I feel is like it feels it feels unfinished. It seems unfinished. Because, um, so, Virat Kohli uh, came out before the T20 World Cup and said this would be his last T20 World Cup because he wants to focus on ODI cricket and Test cricket. And it seemed fair because he has one more crack at the T20 World Cup and people thought they would win. I mean, turns out that turned out again that for some reason they weren't good enough in the T20 World Cup. 
Yeah. But it seemed he'll have one crack at the T20 World Cup, and then he'll have another crack at the World Test Championship, which is in 20, 2023, the final. And the biggest prize, which is, I mean, the one that it seems that India should win the T, uh, the 2023 World Cup in India. So that seemed mm-hmm. to be his final crack at winning something, uh, an international trophy. Because unfortunately, they have been the best team in the world for the last few years, but they never won an international trophy to prove it. They come to the finals, semi-finals, and always come short. So he stepped. He decided to step down from captaincy, uh, thinking he'll focus on ODI and Test cricket. But then the board, uh, the BC, BCCI, came out and said, "We feel like it's not good to have two white ball captains." So they decided to remove Rohit uh, uh, Virat Kohli from the ODI captaincy as well. They spoke yeah. to Kohli apparently, and that was a huge. Uh, I mean, there was some discussion there, which was not apparently not very clear. Kohli has also said some few things that, like he said, that it was not clear. So that was like a big shock because uh, suddenly you remove your captain who has been like who has taken you to this new level uh, because you want to have one white ball captain. So yeah, I mean things started changing in the Indian camp. Uh, leadership started changing. They removed uh, Ajinkya Rahane, who was a vice captain of the Indian Test team. They removed him. He he had a brilliant series in Australia because he is the one who led them after Virat Kohli left yeah. uh, Australia, yeah. and he is the one who led them to that series victory. But he was removed as vice yeah. captain. There was a huge uh, sh- uh, shift in balance and shift in leadership. Yeah, I mean he he's phenomenal. Uh, his his record oh, is phenomenal crazy. as a Test captain. I mean, maybe because uh, we are Sri Lankans, we don't understand the gra- like we don't understand how crazy it was. But but for the wins, phenomenal. I mean, uh, uh, the two above him, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Graham Smith and Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting had the greatest yeah. cricket team to uh, ever play cricket. It's like statistically the greatest cricket team ever. Jeez. And Graham Smith test uh, played for uh, uh, was captain of South Africa for hundred tests. Virat Kohli was like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 60 or something like that. So he's 40 days Nuts. off. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So, and and why don't we now move on to a quick? Because uh, that's what it was yeah, for I England. Think, quick. Yes. <laughs> quick. Yeah, to be quick series. for this. <laughs> we we did yeah. speak speak about this in episode three with Akila. But can I yeah. just give my view as someone who's been following the Ashes time? Yeah, sure. Like no on problem. and off. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's that you have to give credit to them because, as Manas Labushin mentioned in his tweet, he did give credit to the England boys for coming all that way with COVID happening as well. Yeah, and and yeah, fair, fair play to them. But coming there and losing in that manner, in credit to the Australians, I mean, each and every Australian player who stepped onto the pitch. Did yeah. do their part and they did it to hundred and ten percent of their potential. Amazing, amazing performance. That, but yeah, why wasn't there a fight? Like, if you could answer that, I'd be really happy. Why wasn't no, there think, a fight? I mean, if you look at it, okay, I think we spoke about this last time with Akila, but I mean, what was recorded was only just a bit of it. So we okay. spoke about the fact that England's bowling is actually not bad. It's actually at a really good level. Yeah, they have bowlers who can cause problems, and that showed in the fifth test as well. Yeah, you know they they bowled out Australia for like one five five at one point. You know, so Mark Wood bowled with so much passion, like he bowled with pace, kept running in. He was getting hammered, but he kept bowling, and got a he got a deserved uh, six for. So at Broad and James Anderson 
they they performed even though the, I mean Stuart Broad is like 32, 33, and uh, James Anderson is 37, but they still put in their work. Ollie Robinson put in uh, some good performances as well. So they had the bowling was pretty good, but I mean the batting just kept failing again and again. And I mean um, I think they are they are already getting scrutinized. I mean they are, they are scrutinizing the county uh, county championships and how how pitches are being prepared there and all those things. It's just English batting because. They're probably not used to the pace or to the movement of the ball. Uh, probably the pitchers are not prepared in a way. That's what they say. A lot of the uh, lot of the pundits say that the way they prepare the wickets in the county championship is not, you know, uh, in a way that can prepare them for such yeah. Uh, challenges. So yeah, it's just the batting, and again, it results in another O'Neill thrashing in the Ashes. And England need to figure something out because I mean, look at the last test, right? We, yeah. They were 68 for no loss. And people actually thought there was a small possibility that a win was on the cards for England. They could get that win. And from 68 for no loss to go get bowler for like, what, 120 or something like that? It's just not good enough for a, for an Ashes tour. Australia's bowling is pretty good. They are really good. I think they are the best fast bowling lineup in the world. I mean, give, it, give or take with India. I would say put Australia a bit ahead because they are more experienced. So Australia look to be dominant and hopefully they can continue their run. Uh, not against Sri Lanka, but um, yeah, against everyone else. But uh, yeah, I think Australia thoroughly, thoroughly deserve that 4-0 win in the Ashes and thoroughly deserve to retain the Ashes. England, a lot of things to think about. Yep, and that's it on the Ashes. And we need to talk about the Under-19 World Cup that's happening as well. Just a quick one-minute summary Abhishek will give, especially on the Sri Lankan team. Abhishek, take it away. Yeah, I think uh, Sri Lanka has done really well leading up to the World Cup. They have had brilliant preparation. And this team looks like they can challenge. We've had quite a few teams in the past, but the Under-19 World Cup is an area where we've not had that much of a success. But they've had good preparation beating uh, Bangladesh and England at home, then uh, finishing runners-up in the Asia Cup, Under-19 Asia Cup. And they won their first game against Scotland. And just as we speak, they are taking on Australia. And they look uh, as a uh, look like a team with promise. So hopefully our young lions can you know find that extra bit of um, oomph or motivation and go all the way and win this World Cup because that would be great for cricket in Sri Lanka again. A lot of youngsters will again get inspired to see their own friends or like their ayahs winning uh, the World Cup, and that could be a motivation for them. Just like '96 was a massive motivation for a lot of Sri Lankans. So yeah, that's it on cricket and especially Sri Lanka under 19 cricket. Absolutely, and that concludes a lot of cricket as well, and a lot of uh, stories. It's funny that yes. we didn't have a lot of stories last time out, and we had to postpone the episode. But hey, this is episode five of the Grandstand Podcast. Hope you like that. Do log on to our socials and follow us on at Grandstand Pod. That's on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And we do have plans for a YouTube channel in the coming weeks slash months we will let you know but you do slash have to years, log- slash years <laughs> but you do have to log on to those particular pa- platforms and follow us on at grandstand pod until then it's abhishek from france kavinka from sri lanka and shavin from wherever the heck he is at this point in take, sri lanka. Care. <laughs> take care and have a good one we'll see you next week bye-bye bye-bye